Captain Log Supplemental. I'm still trying to find the right words to put everything together. Everything we just saw and went through. As the old saying goes, best to start at the beginning. We'd received orders from Section 31 Command to investigate an occurrence in Romulan territory. My new liaison officer, Victor Pike, had suggested that this was a possibility of a prelude to an invasion of the Romulan Free State in an effort to gain access to a disabled Borg cube. It's better known as the Artifact. However, I had no idea what we would soon encounter in Romulan space. Captain, for some reason I'm getting a great deal of subspace interference. It's starting to affect our senses. Not only that, I am having a hard time contacting Section 31 Command. Any idea what's causing it? I'm afraid not. The last bit of information we got from them, they informed me the Romulans are attempting to reactivate the Artifact's weapons. Understandable. If they succeeded in re-enabling the Artifact's weapon system, it would prove very effective against an aggressive foe. Yes, but we're still no closer to understanding why the Romulans are doing any of this. I don't like being in the dark. We need answers, people. Ah, Gov. Although sensors are having a hard time, we are picking up a great deal of nebula gas and planetary debris on our current course. That's to be expected. We're passing through regions affected by the Romulan supernova. The debris is the remains of planets. That must have been one hell of a blast. We're still pretty far from the stellar remnant. Oh, this is nothing. There once was a supernova in the system L-765 that... Captain, we're picking up the wreckage of a ship. Correction, make that a number of ships. Confirmed. Looks like the remains of 21 Romulan warbirds. I assume this was not caused by the supernova. Negative. This is pretty recent. Gov, we're entering visual range. On screen, Liam. Seeing the remains of the Romulan warships brought back memories of when I was still in Starfleet Academy. Our class made an expedition to the remains of the Battle of Wolf 359. Starfleet's engagement with the Borg. I felt uneasy as our ship made our way through the remains of the ships lost in the battle. I couldn't help but wonder how many lives had been lost, how many families would never see their loved ones again. But even more than that, I felt uneasy at the amount of power that had been unleashed here, enough to destroy an entire fleet of Romulan ships. I also wondered if whatever it was, was still nearby. Night, are we detecting any life-form readings? Negative. The ships are completely exposed to vacuum. Anyone on board would have died. Judah, try and find out who did this. I'm on it. Knight, do a sweep of the system. See if there is anything else out there. The subspace interference will make that difficult, sir. I cannot guarantee any sort of accuracy. Do your best. Conference of three hours, people. Eric Busby presents Star Trek The Section 31 Files Episode 7 Doomsday Rising
Can you hand me the sonic spanner? Here. Exactly why are you modifying this probe? Captain wants to know what's going on in the system. The ship's sensors are not being cooperative due to the subspace interference. I'm going to modify several probes, go out, take a look, and peek around and report back and see what's outside. I see. What about your other task? The worm? It's rewritten 24% of the ship's main computer, but it keeps hitting firewalls. I'm having to override them constantly to keep them from raising alarms. How long do you think it'll be before it's finished? If it keeps working as it has, I'd say another three weeks, maybe four. Then the Nosferatu will be another ship under the Emperor's command. Very good, Judah. Keep at it. We'll talk more later. The Chief and the Cardassian are on the way over. So, Levon, how is this project going? The Commander's almost finished with his modification. Actually, I am finished. A few more like this and Knight and I should be able to get a picture of what's going on in this system. How many are you planning to use? Six or so. What, does it matter to you and the Cardassians? You know something, Commander? I really don't like how you're addressing me of late. How sad. But I don't answer to you now, do I, Cardassian? So why don't you go off and fix something that's not beyond your limited intellect? Go on, Sulk. I'll take care of this. Yes, Chief. I have to admit, I do not like your attitude as well, Commander. There is something off about you since your reactivation. I'm going to run a level one diagnostic scan on your programming. I don't need your genetically engineered help with my program, Chief. All my systems are functioning properly. Yes, well, all the same, I am doing it anyways. I'll take care of that, Chief, once we're finished with these probes. The Captain really wants to know what's going on in this system, and we need to focus on getting these probes ready. Hmm. Very well. But bring me your report once you've finished. Yes, sir. Right then. Carry on. For the time being, you need to be more cautious of how you speak to the Cardassian and the Chief. We can't afford being exposed to the rest of the ship, not when we're this close to the rebirth of the Terran Empire. Understood. It's a pity we just can't kill that genetically modified freak and her Cardassian pet. Our task would go a lot easier with them gone. All in due time, Mr. Freeze. All in due time. Inside now. Easy! Okay, I'm going! You too as well. What? You're putting us in a cell too? Captain's orders. We don't know who you are or why you're traveling with a wanted criminal. Until the captain sorts this out, we want you all in one place to keep an eye on you. There is some logic to their point of reasoning. There's some logic to their point of reasoning. In case it has escaped your notice, we're all locked in a cell now. There is nothing we can do about our situation for the moment. May I be so bold as to tell you to relax? I'll never understand you Vulcans. For all we know, they might be planning to execute us, and he says to relax. The only death penalty associated with Starfleet is General Order 7, 
as we have not been anywhere near the planet Talos IV, I do not believe we will be facing execution. Oh, will the two of you just shut up! Holy frack! You are like an old married couple! It's your fault we're even in this situation, you know. My fault? Why do you say that? If you have never become the destroyer, we wouldn't be in this mess. Well, for one thing, I never became the destroyer. The destroyer based itself on my likeness. I was kept in suspended animation, if you remember. And for another, I don't like the tone of your voice. I am your superior officer, so I suggest you change it. Do we understand one another, Mr. Jasper? Yes, sir. Besides, there's nothing we can do right now, so do me a solid and sit down and shut up, huh? Deck seven. are on high alert. Did you destroy those ships? That would make it so easy for you, wouldn't it? You'd be able to report to your captain just who and what was behind all of this. I'm sorry to disappoint you, child, but the Borg had nothing to do with what's happening now. Don't get me wrong. We're on our way. But... We're not there. Not quite yet, anyways. Then what is doing this? What makes you think I know? All the information we have is what you see and hear. What you know, we know. Until you discover what's behind all this, we are just as much in the dark as you are. But I have every confidence you'll figure it out. You're quite the capable drone. I am not a drone. Fine, have it your way. But you will become one with the Borg again. Your whole crew will become one with us soon enough. Resistance is futile.
the lift resumes. Resuming lift function. Would you care for something to drink? Ractagino would be fine. Two cups of Ractagino. Thank you, Captain. Well, it's uh, been some time, Cork. Yes, it has. So let's get to it, shall we? Why are you travelling with Tequila Mac? Why are you still alive when all records indicate you died years ago? Captain Hunter, Daniel, you and I have been friends for many years. But believe it or not, this is the first time we have ever met. You want to explain that to me? What do you know of alternate timelines? Just what they taught us at Starfleet Academy. That our universe is just one of many realities that exist in an omniverse. Wait, are you trying to tell me you're a Korg from a different reality? That's exactly what I'm telling you. From what I understand, the Korg of this reality went missing when a ship he was on passed into a spatial anomaly. If this is true, it'd explain why you've got two eyes. Korg I know lost one of his when he was being tortured. If you are from some... other universe, what are you doing here? It's rather complicated. Best we have come to understand is we were in a region of space that became unstable when we came under attack. An exchange of weapons fire caused a rift to open that we passed through. Regrettably, that rift closed behind us and we find ourselves trapped in this universe for the time being. Us? There are others with you? Yes. Mac, for one, is from my reality as well. I see. Have you notified Starfleet of this? Yes. More or less. What does that mean? It's complicated. It's not that I don't believe you, Korg. But do you have any way to prove any of this? I am not a scientist. But from what I understand, all matter in the universe resonates with a unique quantum signature. Yes. That signature is constant and can't be changed. Yes, if your doctor were to perform a quantum scan upon me and my shipmates, I believe you'll find our quantum signature is different from the one of this reality. Well then, I think we should probably go to sick bay and... Red alert! Red alert! Captain Hunter to the bridge. Bridge, this is Hunter. What the hell's going on? Sir, a dozen Klingon warships have uncloaked and have us surrounded. They'll be in weapons range in moments. Have we returned to Federation space? Yes, sir, but they're still closing on us. I'm on my way. Hunter out. Looks like that scan's gonna have to wait. So it seems. I'd called a staff meeting to try to find out what happened to the Romulan ships. As usual, Zog was the last one to arrive. Uh, Sorry I'm late. Uh, My replicator is still on the fritz. Took forever to replicate a new suit. Why is this Ferengi here? Zog has had a number of good insights in the time he has been with us. I asked him to join us. Ferengi are greedy, untrustworthy trolls, Captain. They are not to be trusted. Now you really know how to make a fellow feel welcome. That's enough, Mr. Pike. If you have a problem with my crew, you're more than welcome to leave my ship. And return to Section 31 Command. Well, my apologies, Captain. 
I'm certain Zog is a, a valued member of your crew. I meant no disrespect. Oh, none taken. Carry on with your report, Knight. As I was saying, the subspace interference is making scans of the system difficult. However, Commander Freeze suggested we send out a series of Class I probes to conduct a scan. So far, I have detected no other vessels. However, my scans of the Romulan ship did come back with something interesting. As you know, conflicts in space tend to leave behind residue. When the energy weapons impact the ship, it will tear off minute particles that had been part of the hull. These particles will tell you what the ship came from. Romulan, Klingon, the Grey, whatever, you get the drift. When I traced the minute residues from this site, all I got back was Romulan. Are you telling me the Romulans were just fighting amongst themselves? It looks that way. That or they went up against something so superior that it took no damage. That seems pretty unlikely. Even the Borg left residue at Wolf 359. I'm curious. Why would they be fighting amongst themselves? Well, it's obvious, isn't it? It's a civil war, and it's been building up for years. The Romulan Free State came about after the supernova caused the collapse of the Romulan Empire. However, I've discovered factions that are still loyal to the Romulan Praetor. For years, they've been calling for a return to the old barbaric ways, make Romulus great again and all that. That could be why the Free State moved so many of their ships near the Borg artifact. To keep rebel forces from taking it to use against them. This is all conjecture right now. If there is a Romulan civil war going on, I need proof of it. And how widespread it is. Judah, can the probes gain access to the Romulan computers? Maybe they can tell us something. I already tried that. Sadly, all the computers have been destroyed. I was unable to retrieve any data. Judah, Knight, I want you to continue your probe of the system. Let me know if they stumble on anything. We're already on it, sir. Very good. Dismissed. As my crew got up from the table and left to resume their duties, I noticed Mr. Pike remained in his seat across from me. I assume there's a reason you're staying behind? Indeed. I think we need to talk, Captain. Very well. What's on your mind, Mr. Pike? This is not the mission Section 31 assigned you, Captain. Our mission was to ascertain who or what is causing the alarm in the Romulan Free State. Now it's possible we are seeing the beginning of a Romulan civil war. However, we were also to ensure the Borg artifact does not fall into enemy hands. If the Romulan Praetor does somehow attain power once more, the artifact could be a very powerful weapon that he could turn against the Federation. We have to make certain that never happens, Captain. As much as I hate to admit it, Mr. Pike made a good point. Indeed, I was about to contact the bridge and order them to resume our course to the Borg artifact. But that's when everything got turned on its head. Red alert. All hands, red alert. This is Delana. What's happening, Liam? We're on our way. Status report. 
The Klingons have cut off all escape routes and are closing on our position. Have you been able to raise Starfleet? Negative. They're jamming our transmissions. Sir, the lead ship is hailing us. They want to speak with you. On screen. I'm Captain Daniel Hunter, the Federation Starship Intrepid. I am General Mock of the First Order. Give me Korg, and I will let you go about your way. Korg. Korg. Hmm. Sorry, no, I don't think I know a Korg. Do not lie to me, human scum. I can see him standing right next to you. Oh, him. Sorry, his name's Worf. Yeah. Worf the second or something. Simple misunderstanding. So why don't you bounce back over to Klingon space and we'll say nothing more about this. I am giving you one chance to surrender core to us, human. Let's say I don't. What happens then? Then we will board your ship and take him by force. I'd like to see you try. Screen off. Well, he seemed quite charming. Want to tell me who this mock fellow is and why he wants you so bad? Mock was one of our greatest generals. During the Dominion War, he fought off a full battalion of Jem'Hadar ships with only one bird of prey. He was a warrior of great honor, but that was before he underwent the change. The change? I've heard something about that. Some sort of disease that rewrites Klingon DNA? Yes. He and others like him want to publicly execute me as a sign to other Klingons that the changed are the way of the future for the Klingon Empire. Captain, the Klingons have armed weapons and raised shields. They're closing on us. Fast! All hands, battle stations, prepare to repel borders. And here I thought it was going to be a dull afternoon. As Commander Pike and I came onto the bridge, it was a flurry of activity. I quickly took my command chair, and Pike took the one next to me. Status. The probes have started picking up an unusual amount of antiproton radiation not far from us, so I diverted one to see where it was coming from. It found this. I'd seen an image like this before during my studies of James Kirk. He had encountered the weapon during his five-year mission. A doomsday machine capable of tearing a whole planet apart. In the Emperor's name. What was that, Mr. Pike? What? Oh, oh, oh nothing. I just surprised us all. It's a planet eater, but this one looks larger than the one Captain Kirk encountered. I always thought they looked like a cornucopia out of hell, to be honest. Not now, Liam. It seems to be feeding on the rubble left over from the supernova. That's how it refuels itself. There's enough rubble here to feed it indefinitely. This is probably what has the Romulans so alarmed, and what destroyed those ships. They were probably trying to stop it, but it didn't leave any molecular evidence behind. It wouldn't. That hull is made of pure neutronium. There's no way to cut through it. Any weapons Romulans fired at it would have just bounced off. Gov, think we got a problem. The planet killer has stopped feeding, and now it's moving. What's its heading? It's, um, it's on an intercept course with us. You've been listening to Star Trek, the Section 31 Files, written by Eric Busby. Featured in the cast were Risa M. as Captain Delona, 
Mark Kalita as Commander Mack, Ellie Hirschman as Zog, Carl Booter as Korg, Judah Freeze as the Emergency Science Hologram, Andy Mangels as Commander Pike, Brian Linz as Lieutenant Jasper, Felina Cutler as Knight, Bernadette M. Groves as Chief Mathis, Kelly Linz as Engineer Levon, Lech Zorn as Dr. Saket, Mark Olson as Engineer Salk, Pete Lutz as Ensign Liam, and Tracy Williams Babione as the computer. Guest appearances by Nick Cook as Captain Hunter, Rob Caves as Crewman 1, Amanda Brandt as the Borg Queen and Crewman 2, and Warren Onufer as General Mock. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Eric Busby. Script edited by Ellie Hirschman. Sound design by Eric Busby. Star Trek The Section 31 Files is based upon Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. What the hell? Good evening, Admiral Garth. I'm sorry to disturb your sleep, but it's rather important we have a chat. Security! Intruder alert! Security! Security! Sorry about that, but I've set up a dispersal field around your quarters. Had to ensure we weren't disturbed. Who... who are you? My name is Sloan. Luther Sloan. Like you, I'm a part of Starfleet. Well, at least one section of Starfleet. Really? Let me guess. Anything to do with Article 14, Section 31? Doesn't really matter at the moment. May I be seated? Hmm. Now, where to begin? You know, I've had days to think this conversation over, but now that it's here, I find I'm somewhat flummoxed. How about you start with why you're here? Oh, that's... Easy enough. Unless you help me, the whole Federation may cease to exist. Cease to exist? What are you talking about? Take a look at this pad. This information came to us from an operative we have in the Klingon Empire. It deals with a problem they called Naima. That that means ghost and standard, doesn't it? I've never heard of this before. Nor would you. The Klingon High Command of the 23rd century made certain all information concerning the ghost was buried. It's been pretty much forgotten. The Klingons couldn't allow the information getting out at the time. Why was that? The ghost proved a problem for the Empire, starting sometime around Stardate 2242. 2242? The Four Years' War? Yes. The Klingons didn't want anyone knowing they were having issues with a rogue force during the Four Years' War with the Federation. On a personal note, I have to admit I was very impressed with their great-grandfather, his battle planet Axanar. <laughs> wow. But I digress. The image of the pad is the only known picture the Klingons were ever able to obtain of the ghost. That's... that's a Federation starship. Yes. As you can see... It's from our era. You're telling me a 24th century starship 
was part of the Four Years' War? I am. Indeed, from what we've learned, the Ghost may have been the only thing that kept the Klingons from defeating Starfleet and conquering the Federation. Which ship is that? I, I... I can't make out its call signs. We had the same problem. But after a while, we were able to figure it out. It's the starship Defiant. Defiant.